VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. Friends, we're in the final countdown for the November 8th election. Good afternoon. Welcome to Crosstalk. As you know, this election is going to determine the control of Congress, the control of many state legislatures. Also, there are 36 states that are holding an election for governor. And a key issue that's going to be impacted by this election is the matter of abortion. After the U.S. Supreme Court released the Dobbs decision and Roe v. Wade was overturned, President Biden said Roe is on the ballot. And indeed, I know at least in the Milwaukee market, you see campaign ad after campaign ad bringing uh, abortion into the battle for various offices. Well, with comment on the upcoming election and abortion as a whole, we welcome back Brad Mattis, the president of Life Issues Institute, founded in 1991 to serve the educational needs of the pro-life movement. He is a host of Life Issues, a daily radio commentary, has produced numerous radio and TV specials in Standing for Life. Brad, thanks for joining us here today on Crosstalk. Well, thanks for having me on, Jim. Uh, Brad, ever since the Supreme Court draft was leaked uh, May 2nd in the case of Dobbs versus uh, Jackson Women's Health, and and, uh, there have been blasts since that leak happened May 2nd, I mean, blast of outrage, anger, arson attacks, vandalism, threats, and destruction. And when the decision was released June 24th, that outrage grew. Uh, We're going to talk about that in a moment, but let's start with some good news, Brad. There have been many lives that have been saved since that decision came out June 24th. You betcha. And that's what we knew would happen as a result of overturning Roe. Uh, We have close to half the states that largely or totally protect their unborn babies and other seven states where it's hanging in the courts. And then, of course, we've we've got about 27 states with no or next to none protections. But we've taken a close look at the United States, and so far, since the Dobbs decision came down, over 10,000 babies have been spared from the abortion industry, spared a violent and brutal death. And that is reason for great celebration. It is. Thanks to our almighty God. It really is. Uh, Brad, I know we've done many, many programs through the years and looking forward to the day to have Roe v. Wade overturned and that day has come. The abortion issue is is not out of the picture. I mean, it goes back to the states. So there are a number of states that are very much engaged and really seeking to dig their heels even further to become so-called safe havens to come and have your abortions here. Yes, yes. And uh, we looked at the states uh, region by region. And of course, California is one of the worst states. Uh, They're advertising on billboards, uh, including a scripture reference and uh, say, come on over for your abortion. And um, we are also seeing uh, states like Texas that is saving thousands of babies with their uh, legislation. Uh, They saved over 5,000 babies since uh, the Dobbs decision came down. But these numbers really indicate something very powerful to each and every one of us, American citizens, Jim. And that's that when we vote Tuesday, we can impact the number of babies being saved in these states. Hmm. We are talking about a direct impact of lives saved based upon who we vote into office. It, that that connection and power that the American voter has has never been realized before like this. Brad, um, and just to go back on that violence aspect I mentioned uh, here earlier, we know that if individuals are willing to do violence inside the womb, nothing holds them back from violence outside the womb. I mean, the many violent attacks, the extreme threats, really had a cause the eyes and ears of this nation to perk up uh, to this all-important issue on the respect for life. Oh, absolutely. And since uh, the leaked document, well over, I think over 160,000 now acts of domestic terrorism against pro-life entities. We're talking about firebombings, gross uh, vandalism, uh, spray painting on churches, you name it. And you know what's so revealing, Jim, is that there hasn't been one arrest or charge 
to those who are wreaking all of this domestic terrorism on America. Now, look at, look at the other side. August 31st of last year in Kalamazoo, Michigan, a misguided individual sent, set a few fires at the Planned Parenthood there. Four days after that happened, Jim, they had him in custody and charged with arson. Four days. Now we're talking five months or six months, and we haven't seen a single arrest on the side of um, the Department of Justice or FBI. They have been making arrests, but then they've been arresting peaceful, prayerful pro-life protesters in front of abortion chambers. Um, Biden is making, he's weaponizing the Department of Justice and FBI to silence and intimidate pro-life American patriots. Uh, Brad, I heard you say over 160,000. Did you did you intend that number? I meant no, I meant 160 cases. Great, 160,000. Sorry, and it's uh, so much an atrocity. I just wanted to clarify there, as as we know, and 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 that's just atrocious. So within four days, you have. Uh, an arrest made, and you know it's all all resources you know to, to put at their disposal to find somebody who perpetrates uh, uh, an illegal activity against Planned Parenthood there, as far as the fire was concerned. But not one in these 160 cases, not one individual has been brought forth for arrest. And I understand even in the case of New York that that the, the security footage that they had internally of what took place that that the FBI local police is not even returning it to the pro. Center at their own their own uh, possessions are not even returning. They don't want the information to get out. Yes, and and in the case of Madison, Wisconsin, where a pro life organization's uh, office was firebombed, they haven't even heard from the FBI since June. They haven't even communicated with them. So the message we're getting, Jim, is that they're just setting these aside and not even wow. pursuing them. Money. That's what the evidence seems to indicate. Uh, unequal justice, folks. Uh, yeah, here it is, a classic example. Brad, just hours after that Dobbs decision was released, President Biden said Roe is on the ballot. Uh, he also called the Supreme Court just an advocacy group. And as I mentioned in the intro, there is this plethora of ads all across the nation on the abortion issue. I'm, I'm confident that you find very significant uh, this election as it pertains to abortion, a very critical election. Oh, absolutely. And what we're telling candidates that if they want to win uh, this election, they need to hit the, the abortion issue head on. Because at first, the Democrats were accusing Republicans of extremism, and it was going un, unresponded to. Well, now that has been changing. And when pro-life candidates point out that their opposition supports abortion on demand until birth, for literally any reason, then uh, that candidate does better in, in the polls. And we also know for those who hold abortion as the most important issue that they vote on, more pro-lifers vote than those who are pro-abortion. So abortion is, is a plus for our candidates if they respond to this head-on and point out the extremism of their opponents. Uh, President Biden is basically making a pledge that if Democrats keep Congress, he wants to sign a bill to codify Roe. I mean, there's no question on the direction that he wants the nation to take. Yeah, well, there's a couple problems with that, Jim. And for one, I don't think the Democrats are going to hold Congress. That legislation will not be forthcoming. Besides, when they have held Congress, they passed that legislation and it was defeated in the Senate. And there is no uh, likely hope that they can actually get that to the president's desk, even if the Democrats hold on to the House and Senate because of the filibuster in the Senate. He is just pandering to his base. They are absolutely desperate trying to get their side motivated and activated when uh, the America is fixated on how the Biden administration and his cronies in Congress have all but destroyed this nation. Now, just last night, President Biden gave an address from Union Station in Washington, D.C. There's much he had to say that we're not going to cover here. However, he did say last night that every person is sacred. I'm going to play an audio clip here, Brad, and, and have you comment on it. Uh, it just came to us uh, here later today. This is uh, 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 earlier today, I should say, uh, President Biden from last evening. We believe 
We should leave no one behind because each one of us is a child of God. And every person, every person is sacred. If that's true, then every person's rights must be sacred as well. Individual dignity, individual worth, individual determination, that's America. That's democracy. And that's what we have to defend. Now, Brad, just before you come, I just want to say that, no, we're not all children of God. There are, that's only those who have placed their trust in Christ as Savior. I mean, even Jesus, talking to the others, said, you're of your father, the devil. But that part aside, Brad, how do you square with what the president said last night, that every person is sacred, and concluding every person's rights must be sacred with his position on abortion? How do those matters square? Yeah, well, with the qualification that you just pointed out, I emphatically agree with the president on the points he made. I didn't think I'd ever say that publicly or privately, but I do. The, it's The irony mm-hmm. is not missed on a majority of Americans where every person, every child is sacred and should be valued and protected. Well, except for the 63 million plus babies that have been sacrificed on the altar of so-called pro-choice. The hypocrisy and irony coming out of the president's mouth is just stellar. I mean, it's stunning, the the remarks he makes. Who's writing this for him, and aren't they stopping to think how this will be received on the part of the American public? Yeah, and uh, folks, don't be fooled. By rhetoric, you have to look at action. And uh, certainly this is a, a very important uh, distinction to make, especially in that statement just being made last night in Washington, D.C. Uh, Brad, not only will there be the election of decision makers, and, and we talked about uh, the, uh, the determination of the control of the House of Representatives, the control of the U.S. Senate, but the control of state houses all across this nation as well. Uh, there are also just a number of states that are literally, well, they've got issues on their ballots that will determine whether preborn babies live or die. So um, we're just a minute before the break. I know we're just going to get this introduced. We'll pick it up afterwards. But what can you tell us about these ballot initiatives that are going on in a number of states? Well, they're so important, Jim, because the uh, pro boards are sitting back and watching this. And if they're successful with these referendums, They have a strategy of going into red states and passing uh, amendments to constitutions to undermine the protections that several states have now on the books to protect unborn babies and their parents from abortion. There's a lot at stake on these uh, individual races. Okay, and so as to the referenda questions, uh, let's uh, break some of these down here for us as well. Uh, Five states, I understand? Yes, yes, we have Vermont, we have Michigan, Kentucky, California, and Montana. And uh, Vermont would enshrine abortion on demand until birth um, if it is passed. Uh, Kentucky would prohibit abortion from being in the Constitution. Uh, It would also protect taxpayer funding of abortion. And then uh, California, abortion until birth. And the other two take a little explaining after the break. Okay, so let's come back in just 60 seconds. Yes, people in five states. You're going to be voting on whether unborn babies live or die. Uh, It's amazing to see what is going on here, but we'll break it down further after the break. You're listening to Crosstalk. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, over the years, we've read a lot from science about amber. Has DNA ever been recovered from it? Chris, there are fragments of DNA found in amber, but it's well known that DNA decomposes in such a short period of time that even in thousands of years, you'd not expect to find much DNA left. But now an even more remarkable thing has been found that has thrown evolution into a tizzy. Entombed within the bodies of insects fossilized in amber are ancient bacteria which scientists have been able to revive. They've actually come back to life. Over 3,500 types of microorganisms have been rejuvenated. Chris, how can this be? This amber is thought to be millions and millions of years old, but how could things still be alive after all that time? Chris, I think it's the evolutionary story and the story of millions of years which is wrong. The back-to-genesis view makes a whole lot more sense. Thanks for tuning in to Back to Genesis.
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Brad Mattis is with us today, president of Life Issues Institute. Uh, Just before we pick up, and by the way, folks, we're talking about the election and uh, abortion and uh, talking about various states and referenda that are are on the ballot, uh, different initiatives that are there. Brad, just before we go back to the topic, give us a word about Life Issues Institute. Sure. Uh, Life Issues Institute provides educational resources for the public at large and for the pro-life movement. And uh, radio, of course, is one of our biggest projects, but we also do research that shows that Planned Parenthood uh, facilities, 79% of them, target women of color by the placement of their abortion. Where is the media crying out, uh, you know, racism in, in that? Yeah, um, they, they need to be talking about the racist business model of Planned Parenthood that goes all the way back to its founder, of course, Margaret Sanger, who was an absolute outspoken eugenicist in her day. And when it fell out of favor, then they went underground with their messaging. So you have much research and information available on your website. Uh, how can we access it? Yes, our website at lifeissues.org. LifeIssues.org has over 5,000 pages of uh, educational information, videos, audio, uh, and it's very user-friendly. Um, it's, it's easy to access, easy to be educated on a wide variety of issues. If you can't find what you're looking for, all you have to do is reach out to our office at 513-729-3600. Okay, again, that's 513-729-3600. Well, Brad, just before the break, we were talking not only about uh, candidates, but also the issues that are on the ballot as well in at least five states. We've mentioned California, Montana, Michigan, Vermont, and Kentucky uh, have abortion-related ballot measures. And uh, go ahead and pick up where you left off, if you would. Sure. Well, Montana's measure is they pass some good laws. With, it, with a pro-life legislature and governor there, uh, which were tied up in court. And um, then they, they took something, the legislature passed the, the Born Alive Infant Protection Act, which uh, goes before the voters statewide. And if passed, it would require that physicians and other medical professionals provide appropriate medical care to babies who survive late-term abortions. And and the fact that babies are surviving abortion tells us so much about how far abortions, corruption, and evilness has gone. Um, That is a very important measure that that will go around the courts if it can be passed. Now, another one, uh, also Michigan, is hugely important because of its width and breadth of damage that it would inflict on the citizens there. Uh, Proposal 3 is uh, billed as something that would just codify Roe, but it goes so much further. Uh, Under Roe, that state has enacted 47 abortion-related laws to degree whether it's informed consent, ultrasound, uh, parental uh, consent. Uh, Those things would all be wiped out should Proposal 3 pass uh, next week. And then it goes even further in that it encapsulates all medical care, whether they're minors or not. For instance, uh, a teenager, 11, 12-year-old even, could go and get uh, uh, chemicals to stop their uh, development, natural development, if they want to transition into another sex. And uh, they can also have surgical procedures done to do this transitioning without the parent's knowledge or consent. So just imagine how the state can take over, uh, kick you to the curb as a parent, and take over control of uh, medical care, uh, much of which is a travesty uh, for transitioning purposes. Uh, It just goes beyond the pale. We never thought a few years earlier that um, America could stoop this low. And there's, there's a piece of this that's really important is George Soros has invested four and a half million dollars to see that this passes. So it's absolutely critical that those of you who are in Michigan and those of you who know people that are, you've got to get them out 
and aware that proposition or proposal three is far-reaching uh, detrimental to the citizens of that state. Yeah, it, I've it, never seen how far a referendum has gone before than this one. Friend, it's, it, it is outrageous as to the, what what this this measure would do in the state of Michigan. I mean, uh, if this passes, some are, well, this is a way to codify Roe in our state. Oh, folks, it goes well, well beyond that. And as Brad mentioned, this is something uh, that, uh, well, here's one headline from the Federalist. Michigan is hiding a children's constitutional right to genital amputation in its abortion amendment. Uh, and as Brad pointed out, this all without parental knowledge or consent. And Brad, this is simply outrageous when you think that kids have to take a, 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 a give a permission slip at school from home to take a Tylenol, and yet they're talking about this, this mutilation of the body or giving them chemical uh, life-altering drugs, and, and, and this can be done without parents even knowing about it. Yes, and there's substantial evidence to show that young people who have transitioned have learned, lived to regret that transition. But this allows little girls to have hysterectomies to transition into being so-called boys. And boys could be literally castrated to become girls. And these are life-altering surgeries that could never be reversed. They can't. They can't damage. Re- yeah, they can't be reversed. Yeah. You're mentioning the damage, but no matter what one does, Brad, you're still either XX chromosome or XY. You can, there's nothing one can do for for a boy to become a girl or a girl to become a boy. Absolutely, you're only mutilating the body. Nothing changes as far as their gender. That stays the same. And sooner or later, a lot of these people that are transitioning we're finding are regretting the decision and trying to change back. So what we need to do is provide counseling for these young uh, boys and girls, young women and men who are confused about their gender, uh, walk them through it with a professional that's qualified to counsel them, and they have a very high rate of success when it's, it's done appropriately. Well, friends, again, uh, this is uh, voters in California, Montana, Michigan, Vermont, and Kentucky, uh, all considering abortion-related state ballot measures. Uh, Brad, in regard to California, Hillary Clinton has spoken out in in the promotion of the California measure. And while California already allows abortion on demand, she's concerned by any future law that might be created in California to somehow restrict abortion. And she said this, quote, eventually it will cause a reaction. But how many women have to die to be terribly mistreated in order to change these laws? I I thought pro-life laws save lives, Brad. (laughs) They do if they'll just let them go into, into action. And I, I defy her to find women who have uh, been dying in California due to a lack of access to abortion. That doesn't exist. Uh, California allows abortion uh, to birth and beyond, actually, and infanticide of children who survive abortion. Um, the way these, these uh, far-left individuals just get into this shrill presentation and outlandish uh, uh, talking points, they have no bearing on what reality is concerning the situation. Brad Mattis is with us today from Life Issues Institute, lifeissues.org, and we're discussing the elections and abortion. And Brad, we know that in addition to these states that we've mentioned, there's also a number of communities that will have abortion on the ballot as well. We understand six municipalities in Nebraska will be voting to become a sanctuary city for the unborn. Villages of Arnold, Brady, Hershey, Paxton, and Wallace, the city of Curtis, likely more to come in the days ahead. It really behooves people to know what's on their ballot, know what the issues are, and and to be informed on these critical issues. Yes, and as somebody who was born in Nebraska, I was really happy to see this. Um, You know, these little towns uh, have populations less than 1,000. They have no abortion facilities in them. But I think this is going to possibly prove beneficial because we're combating the illegal mailing of of, uh, foreign abortion pills Mm -hmm. from outside, like Mexico, uh, with the contents of those pills, the quality of them in very suspect. 
And I, I think maybe that we will have an opportunity legally to stop those pills from going into these communities with the, uh, the referenda that they are passing likely on Tuesday. Well, you mentioned the abortion pill, and I know Students for Life Action, they, they have claimed that a shocking new report details how the Biden administration's obsession with death by elective abortion has created this, uh, well, they're calling it an abortion drug cartel at the Mexican border, citing the Washington Post. I mean, have things really gone to this level uh, for an abortion drug cartel, so to speak, to, to be created to uh, get these drugs uh, uh, on the black market? Yes, and they're not even doing it clandestinely. Uh, I can I can direct you to uh, probably a dozen different outlets for illegal drugs. Uh, they also tell you how to set up a fake address in a state where abortion is legal that will then be instantly forwarded to your real address. Mm. So these pro-abortion activists who for decades said we have to prevent illegal abortion they are now actively, um, publicly uh, endorsing and supporting the import of drugs that are dangerous because they aren't tested, they're not under FDA approval, and we need to have a, an administration uh, that is going to go after these, uh, these dangerous pill manufacturers. If they can track a wide variety of things in America now, I know we, when we order on Amazon or wherever, we can track every step that that package makes. They've got to have the technology of tracking these illegal shipments and reaching out and shutting them down. Hmm. But first of all, we need an administration that's willing to do that. And it just comes back to voting, voting, voting. Vote pro-life. I tell people I wouldn't vote a dog catcher into office unless he or she was pro-life. And the reason for that is every political candidate climbs their own political ladder of success. When we look at how far and how quickly uh, Barack Obama climbed his, it was stunning. So we have to make sure that we know where the candidates stand on the issue and vote pro-life so that we can reverse these things, that we can protect our young boys and girls who are subject to uh, transition drugs and these terribly dangerous uh, chemical abortion pills. Brad, there are some that would be saying you should not be speaking out on political issues. This is a biblical moral issue, and there is the right to speak out on this issue. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We have never before seen such uh, a travesty as since slavery. Uh, this is the, the moral issue of the day in America. Uh, we have already seen 63 million babies killed. Countless mothers and fathers have uh, been afflicted with shame, grief, and remorse. Countless women who have suffered serious physical consequences, sterilizations, and even death as a result of the legal abortion industry. You know, recently we were made aware of, Jim, how a, a young couple got uh, illegal uh, chemical abortion pills. She was past the, the limit. They had the, the abortion. And then they put the baby in a cardboard box and buried it in a park mm -hmm. in the city. And we're going to see so much of that because this is what is being unleashed on America's young people. We're up against a break. We'll be right back. In September 2022, Frequence Crosstalk guest Alex Newman delivered a powerful presentation exposing the Great Reset at a VCY rally. Now, we've had this problem before, even in not too distant past, that the state is God, the government is God. We could call it Godverment. People like Karl Marx, Chairman Mao, Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin. That's what happens when you worship things that are not supposed to be worshipped. Statues, demons, fake gods, computers, yourself, money. See Alex Newman reveal the plan of world leaders as he delivers this full presentation exposing the Great Reset, spoken at a VCY rally. We are making copies available on DVD, which includes his PowerPoint presentation for a donation of $15. Call VCY at 
Tuesday, November 8th, our election across this land. We're discussing uh, this election and abortion with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. And, uh, Brad, we were talking about the abortion pill just a bit ago, and uh, a story just carried recently on LifeNews.com indicating that the entity that made the Zyklon B for the Nazi Holocaust, the Nazi Holocaust, six million Jews killed in the Holocaust, has a subsidiary that made the first abortion pill. You've been talking about it for quite some time. For others, first time hearing this, tell us what's going on. Yes. Well, back in, gosh, um, it, it all ties into World War II. Um, IG Farben, a, a German chemical company and a pharmaceutical conglomerate, uh, developed a Cyclone B that was used on millions of Jews and other unfortunate people to kill them in gas chambers. Now, um, IG Farben bought the patent for Zyklon B and then, of course, used it in, in the uh, concentration camps. And then after the war, IG Farben changed its name to Herx AG, which is familiar to a lot of us in America. And one of Herx's subsidiaries is Roussel Uclaf, which is the French company that then developed the abortion pill. Hmm. So there's really a direct line of lineage, if you will, from Zyklon B that killed the Jews to uh, chemical abortion pills now that are likely killing millions of babies and putting the health of women in jeopardy. My, my. Brad, another issue I'd like to hit, and friends uh, will soon be opening some phone lines here as well, so be ready to go right to your questions and be as precise as possible. But, Brad, there's also been efforts underway by this government uh, dealing with uh, so-called misinformation and disinformation, even some legislation recently drafted uh, to introduce an HHS office to combat abortion misinformation. Uh, What do you see happening on the federal level there? Yes, Democrats in Congress have introduced uh, legislation to combat so-called misinformation. Now, misinformation, in reality, is opinions that they are uh, uh, disagree with, regarding whether it be COVID or the dangers of the chemical abortion pill to women or the number of women who have uh, been maimed by the legal abortion industry, the psychological ramifications, these are all classified as misinformation and must be stopped, according to them. What you'll often hear, Jim, is them talk about evidence-based, medically accurate educational materials, medically based or scientifically based information on COVID. Those are code words for a far-left agenda of information that has been sanctioned by the speech police. And... Uh, what they're doing is, is establishing a federal Gestapo to police speech in our electronic uh, digital universe. And those who speak the truth will be eliminated uh, digitally so that only the, the false far-left agenda can be heard. Right. Friends, uh, that's where we are right now, and uh, so much for free speech, but not only just silencing you, but actually targeting. And, Brad, it's been horrendous to see some of the raids that have happened at the homes of pro-lifers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the FBI is making arrests in the wake of all this upheaval, but it's all the pro-lifers. And in one case, they arrested uh, a Jewish concentration camp survivor and who was in her 80s and was uh, praying in front of an abortion facility offering alternatives to abortion to the women who were going there. And uh, they arrested her and threw her in jail. The people that they are arresting are kind, generous people who are, who are giving of themselves and their personal resources to provide assistance and help and alternatives to men and women contemplating abortion, they have been deemed uh, number one enemy and are getting the book thrown at them. Uh, they could spend 11 years in jail and find, be fined over a hundred, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it, you know, it really makes 
a difference. Who you vote for, who you put in power, and we've never seen it come against us in so many ways, in moral, ethical, and uh, other ways that um, we are paying a price for that. And we have got to push back. We've got to understand that our vote makes a difference in lives, how they're treated, how they're saved, and how they're protected. Brad Mattis from LifeIssues.org. Brad, we know this battle is not only happening here in the United States, but overseas. And speaking of misinformation and disinformation, I mean, there are publications in the U.K. that have taken pro-abortion deception to an all-new level. What's happening? In the U.K.? Yeah. We understand that uh, some some of the the Guardian newspaper out of uh, the U.K., uh, putting out uh, some horrendous pictures. Oh, oh, yes, yes, I'm sorry. It took me a minute to catch on to that. Yeah, what they've done is there are three abortionists who developed this website, and um, one of the abortionists, her name is Joan Fleischman. She introduces it, and they posted pictures of pregnancies at 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth week. And then they, she smiles at the camera in the video and says, see, there's no uh, embryonic baby visible in these pictures. What they're not telling you is that they surgically removed the baby's bodies from the pregnancy tissue, and that is why you don't see the baby. And whenever they have a woman that comes into their offices who is struggling with the idea of killing their baby, they show them these pictures and say, there's no baby, it's just a massive tissue. Now, this deception is cruel and devastating because later, when women have a wanted pregnancy, showing them their baby during development is central to the process. Mm-hmm. We celebrate it, we cherish it, and that's when it's going to come at them like a ton of bricks that they killed their baby and that they were lied to about their baby. Right, right. Folks, uh, let's open phone lines here today. Our number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829, 800-733-9829. And, uh, Brad, I know you've been on before. We've talked about these uh, humanized mice, but we understand that, yes, we're continuing to put out funds, funding scientists using organs from aborted babies to create these humanized mice. Yes, what they're doing is is taking the bodies of aborted babies they're cutting them up and uh, implanting uh, livers and thiamus and other organs into mice to humanize them. And then they're being shipped off to uh, scientists, across, Frankenstein-type scientists across the country to use in research projects. I think a lot of what they're trying to do is uh, simulate the human immune system and figure out how uh, transplanted organs can be accepted without being rejected. But what they're doing in the process is an absolute uh, tragic, abysmal situation. It has remnants or echoes of Auschwitz with it. And institutions like the University of California, San Francisco, UCLA, um, and other uh, institutions are taking part in this. And um, there's both money in it and a total lack of ethics and morality. Friends, you're listening to Brad Mattis here on Crosstalk Today, our guest, and talking about the election, talking about abortion, our number 800-733-9829. Your questions, your brief comments on this issue, 800-733-9829. Let's begin in uh, Tucson, Arizona. Greg, thanks for calling Crosstalk here on the air. Um, thank you for taking my call. God bless you, Brad, for what you do. Um, I'm you. a pro-life volunteer here in Arizona with American Right to Life. I'm so it is, pains me to say this about Carrie Lake running for governor because she's getting positive press all over the country. She claims she's pro-life, but she's not. She said that she would do go along with whatever the Supreme Court decides here in Arizona. In the past, she said she would support a heartbeat bill like Texas had, where you can kill babies who don't have a heartbeat yet. So it pains me. I cannot vote for her as a Christian, as a pro-life. So, 
Thank you. Well, Greg, I would encourage you to rethink that position because uh, an incremental approach can save like 90, 95% of all babies aborted. Surely it's not the ideal, but when the ideal isn't possible, we go for the most babies we can save with our eye always on that end goal, and that's protecting all babies from the moment of fertilization to natural death. I understand there's, you're part of, of a philosophy that, that believes it should be all or nothing, but when all or nothing isn't possible, um, we, instead of nothing, we want to save as many babies as we can, and she is an absolutely uh, sterling candidate from my point of view as far as what she's going to try to do uh, to protect unborn babies, and she will go as far as she's able to with the legislature that she deals with. So, Greg, as you as you compare her to the alternative candidate, are you backing the alternative candidate there? Well, God sees no difference between someone who would kill X number or X minus two number. God sees no difference at all. And uh, I would just ask people to go to the American Right to Life website and see and 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 just. <laughs> Read what God's word is. God is not for the killing of even one baby. And we, when we make those compromises, look where we want. We're in the wilderness now. Okay. Years ago, James, yeah. yeah I'm going to thank you for the call. And we've got others lined up behind you. Any final comment, Brad? Well, the wilderness isn't so bad because we're saving over 10,000 babies in just a few months since Roe was overturned. We have our eye on the prize of saving all of them, and we will continue to work to get to that point. And, and thank God for reversing Roe v. Wade. We're on our way. Jim is next in Wisconsin. You're on the air. Yes. Uh, speaking of politicians, uh, there's politicians from a particular party that with all the things that we're dealing with in this country right now with inflation and the cost of everything and one of the biggest selling points is they want to kill more babies. Are you kidding me? How ridiculous is that? And that needs to be pointed out. Thank you. Okay. Yes, and that's a that's a good point because that's exactly what they're doing, and they don't have this common sense enough to understand where the American people are on abortion. Seventy-two percent of them uh, prefer to uh, keep abortion uh, at least down to the first trimester. Now, of course, that's not where we want to be, but that's a big step. And we need to point out how these radical left, far left candidates are on abortion, allowing it through until birth, and point out the extre- extremity of their position compared with those who want to stand up for life. It's a mistake. It's, it's poor judgment. And I don't know who's, uh, who's telling them to, to do that, but... Uh, We're kind of glad they are because it's helping us out. We are up against a break, so we'll take the break and come back here with more of your phone calls at Crosstalk, our number 800-733-9829. That's 800-733-9829. We're talking about abortion and uh, the forthcoming election. Getting your questions here for Brad or brief comments, 800-733-9829. We'll be right back. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. In 1924, before he died, Lenin declared, quote, First, we'll take Eastern Europe, then the masses of Asia, then we'll encircle the United States, which will be the last bastion of capitalism. We will not have to attack. It will fall like an overripe fruit into our hands, end quote. Well, today we see that Bolsonaro has reportedly lost the presidency in Brazil. The numbers look a little funny, like maybe some voter fraud. Well, no shocker there. The incoming president, well, he's aligned with communists. He's aligned with Iran. And now all through Latin America, Central America, South America, we have people aligned with the Marxist and the Islamist, the red-green axis. Lenin told us they would have an alliance around the globe with Marxists, but he didn't know about the red-green axis then at that time. And now we're surrounded, and they're trying to collapse us from within. I'm Brennan House.
This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Brad Mattis, our guest here today. His website, lifeissues.org, lifeissues.org. Let's go right back to the phone lines. And uh, holding the longest, uh, Julie in Pensacola, Florida. Julie, you're on the air. Hi, yes. Thank you for taking my call. I have a quick question and a quick comment. One is I, I thought you said you indicated in the beginning that President Biden would put the abortion on the ballot and then made me think that he is in the legislative um, branch of the um, yeah, no, government. So yeah, I didn't know if he really could put that on the no, ballot. No, 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 no. No, let me just, uh, uh, Julie, let me clarify. When we say Roe is on the ballot, that means that the whole matter of abortion is on the ballot. You know, he cannot place this on a nationwide ballot. It's not going to be there. Some states have that, but, but you know, he was speaking that this issue, he was so outraged that the Supreme Court overturned this. Roe on the ballot, meaning that that uh, they're going to put forth candidates that are going to secure Roe, and and he wants if he has a a Congress that is uh, a majority from his party, he plans to have legislation introduced, sent to the Congress, so that they he can sign into law a codification of Roe v. Wade. That's what he's meaning by that. Okay. Well, then I have a friend here in Pensacola. She is a young mom, a young mom to be. And when she was 14 weeks uh, pregnant, she had an ultrasound. You would not believe the picture on this ultrasound. It just took my breath away. It's one of those photos that just captivates the heart because the baby was waving. And you saw all five fingers. Hmm. Now, this is, this is a baby, not, not some blob. Right. It never was a blob. It never was a blob. It just stages in life, just like stages in life as we get older. Julie, thank you for the call. Brad, um, comment on this, because President Biden said just recently, too, that we don't know, we can't know when human life begins. <laughs> well, either he's got his head in the sand or he's just uh, ignoring the reality. Since 1942, uh, the Carnegie stages were developed that shows that life unquestionably begins at the moment of fertilization. Their stages of fetal development are are so spot on there the gold standard and anybody who produces embryology books must use their information all around the world and they it, they have statements that that couldn't be written better if we had done it stating that life begins at fertilization it's such a detailed process they break they break the moment of fertilization down into different categories and it's just amazing how wonderfully uh, God puts us together, even as that spark of life comes to be. We've got Lee calling next. Hi, Lee, you're on the air. Oh, hi. Uh, thank you for taking my call. What I wanted to do was make a comment is that how people have been deceived by, by the wealthy. Uh, now, now you take Nancy Pelosi. Okay, I'd like you to, I want you to stay on the topic of abortion today, if you would. I'm abortion, but what, I, what I'm saying is that you never see these politicians, elite politicians, uh, they're hypocritical. They do not abort their children. They have five, six children, and yet they are promoting that for us because they think they are to rule over us. We, we are the, uh, the scum of the earth that, that is to abort our children, and they put this propaganda out that's something that's never addressed. Thank you for raising that. I don't think they should abort their children, but that's why they have a family, but they promote it, like Nancy Pelosi, Mm -hmm. even Barbara Bush, said it's between a woman and her doctor. Lee, thanks for raising that issue for sake of time. Brad, do you have a comment? No, I I think that that just... um... It applies to some politicians, not all, but um, it's an interesting point of view. We have got uh, Maria from Chicago online. Hi, Maria. You're on the air. Hi. Um, I'm calling because, all right, you guys are bringing the Bible into this, right, about abortion and everything, and what's an embryo, what's not an embryo. At the end of the day, I believe that it's a woman's right to do whatever she wants with her body. Okay, you or no politician has the right to tell me, a woman, to do whatever with my body. If I want to go ahead and have an abortion, 
you know, because I got raped. I should be able to do that. If there's incest or anything, you should have the right to get an abortion. You All should, right? You should have nobody, the right. Uh, Maria, hello, Maria. God. Maria, let's... Nobody let's, should try to play God. Yeah, Maria, let's, let's talk. No, only God is God. Maria, okay, we need to have some dialogue here, but... But uh, Maria, so you're saying that 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 a mother should have the right to 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 to, to kill that infant, that that it's baby? It's not killing. It's not killing. If men oh. are the disgusting pigs that rape women, okay. If men are the ones that rape women, women should have the right to have an abortion. Yes. Okay, uh, Brad, your response to Maria. Well, I'd love to respond to that. First of all, Maria, it's medically and scientifically speaking. That, that baby nestled under your heart is not your body. That, that child is made up of a DNA that is unique to itself, is different from you. The blood type pumping through its little heart is different from you, so it's not your body, and it would be killing a human being to have an abortion. It's also interesting that those who advocate abortion often default on the uh, uh, case of rape. Well, I don't support abortion for case of rape because it is wrong to uh, impose the death penalty on a child for the sin of his or her father. We, we only uh, prosecute the guilty, and what we need to do is offer that woman who was raped all of the love and compassion and assistance we can muster while going after the, the sexual assailant. Uh, but human life is precious. And I'll tell you, every woman that I've spoken to who had a conception via rape and aborted that baby said she felt like she had been raped twice with the abortion. Those who chose life, not one regretted it. So I'm I firmly convinced that choosing life is a blessing for everyone involved. Thank you for the call. And uh, due to that, we have 20 seconds left in the program. We're going to have to leave that there. Brad, what would you like to leave with the listeners today? Well, I just want you to, to know how crucial it is to vote. You know, a post-roll environment, your vote literally will make a difference. It's not like you vote in the Supreme Court blocks that we are in a new era now. Vote pro-life because your vote can literally change the numbers of the number of babies that we sank. Thank you, Brad, for being with us today. Oh, glad to be with you, Jim. Brad Mattis, lifeissues.org is the website. And folks, it's not what we have to say. It's what God has to say. And in his words, he says that he hates the hands that shed innocent blood. God bless you, folks. Thanks for joining us today on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208, or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.